it's hard to, for you to chant at Ben Simmons when you lose him by that much. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when I, I uh, post a Hoops and Cards episode about how nothing's happening in the summer, we're in the doldrums. All of a sudden, Kevin Durant says, hold my beer. And Chet Holmgren says, hold my foot. We got we got some issues, you guys. There's some current events happening, NBA collectors and investors. And so I'm ready to talk about it. This may be a little bit shorter episode than you're used to, but I, I wanted to do some instant reactions. Uh, I wouldn't even call these like hard takes. Just how do we, how can we respond if if we're thinking of buying and investing in cards this season? Did did the trade deadline or did the trades that didn't happen? Excuse me. Like, does that affect stuff? Yes. Does the Chet Holmgren injury affect some things? Yes. So let's get after it. So yeah, before I get into uh, two quick reactions, I, I want to thank the good people at Card Collector 2, local card shop there in Grove City, Ohio. I was there yesterday in some of my travels for uh, for work and checking in, looking at... Uh, I picked up a card that I just think is fantastic. It's a LeBron Immaculate game-worn patch card out of 99, and uh, those are awesome. In fact, that's a, that's a whole nother episode or line of thinking when it comes to investing in cards and just cool things to own, cool cards to have would be game-worn, you know, I almost said artifacts. <laughs> They're not old enough to be, art. we're not talking archaeology here. We're not, we're not like game-worn Pharaoh's shroud, you know, no. Uh, this <laughs> It's just LeBron's first Laker uniform patch and yeah, there's that. So some of those even just those base cards from Immaculate are cool. Uh, and they're numbered. Hello. I'm looking for scarcity. Chasing that scarcity mindset. Uh, wait, that's not what scarcity mindset means. Uh, yeah, but thanks to the people at Card Collector 2. Some of you guys know Card Talk and Ryan and uh, good stuff they're doing. So that's the little shout out. Now let's talk Chet Holmgren who you've barely heard me talk about. You, I, I barely said anything this whole summer about guys that were drafted. And there's a reason for that. Uh, number one, I'm not personally looking to invest in them. Number two, if I did, 
I'm not buying Bowman University stuff. I'm not buying Prism Draft stuff with their college uniforms on. Uh, unless I'm a big Ohio State fan and I want to get some Malachi Branham or some... I can't even think of the other guy that got drafted. Oh, this is so bad. Why do, why do I even have a podcast if I can't remember EJ Liddell's name? That would be... That would stink. So, EJ, sorry about that. Watch, it's probably like DJ or KJ, and I just totally butchered his name. Like, at least know which letter goes with J, 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 Yaren Jackson Jr. The Chet Holmgren injury does impact some things. And let me talk first big picture NBA stuff. And then, like, for right now, what does that do to some of the players at Oklahoma City and their investable, investability? Because uh, it does some stuff, uh, but, but number one, big scale NBA. I think I think two things happened here. He got injured. If you if you saw the video and if you heard about the story, they played a summer you know pro am. What like some summer? We might as well call it a pickup game done for Instagram purposes and TikTok and Snapchat stuff. Like th- these guys don't need to play in summer league games lebron like the game was called in the second quarter because of i guess condensation and the the court was slippery yeah yeah so chet holmgren what the number two pick overall and and probably the most talked about guy in the actual nba summer league like really he's out for the season just breaking news on espn.com out for the season that's bad i mean that that's really bad if you're oklahoma city and you pick this guy number two on overall, and you count on him to be a cornerstone, if not the cornerstone of your franchise moving forward. It's like, no, 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 on so many levels. I mean, they, they, they're they so ready to run with Chet that they put Josh Giddy in the summer league with him just so they could develop some chemistry, work together. I'm sure it was fun. Those are two of their building blocks moving forward. And now, like, oh, here, here's... Two things that it says to me as a big picture NBA fan. Number one, my my hunch is that from now on, NBA teams are going to require or work into the contracts of these guys. You are not to play. Maybe you have to get teams approval, and maybe he had it, but now they'll be less likely to give it, to give approval to play in these kinds of games. I mean, literally, Chet, if, if Chet could have any moment in his life back, right now and I'm not Chet or his family so I'm just saying one of them seems to be I wish I hadn't played (laughs) you know or have somebody like NBA quality control staff travel with these people and say you know what this court is not safe to play on we think we should not play on it and uh, you know I guess they have the choice to listen or not to listen I mean guys can get hurt for any reason at any time I understand that I do I have been there and uh, injuries are not fun whether they happen on the basketball court or anywhere else. So, yeah. But my hunch is that guys will not play in these kinds of games anymore. LeBron doesn't need the clickbait. I mean, he really wants it. These guys are these guys live for clickbait. So, I mean, that's why Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I think there's a good chance this whole thing was just a charade to keep their names front and center and to keep to show the NBA how powerful they are and it's just I I I don't have space in my brain for it right now. I don't care. I, I want to get back to Chet Holmgren. Number one, that 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 will change what guys do in the summers, I think. Uh, and number two, 
Man, was there a number two? Uh, there really should be a number two when you say there's going to be two things. The guys won't play, and this will impact the way teams think and draft moving forward. Oklahoma City has had this long-term picture of, hey, we're going to trade. We're going to really rebuild, tear this thing down to the, to the studs. We're just going to get picks and picks and picks. We're going to trade away KD, Russ, James Harden, whatever it is. They've, they've been stockpiling picks, trading Serge Ibaka. I mean, just about everybody. And you do that in the hopes of landing a top three pick or the number one pick in several, in multiple years. And they have done that. They've had top 10 picks for the last four or five years. But now your delay, put off success, don't try to win now, tank for tank for Chet, all that stuff looks like, dude, your, your plans could blow up at any time. Like, why aren't you trying to win in, in this decade? And, you know, as an Oklahoma City fan, I, you know, there is some, there is some, um, just a sense of, well, hey, that, how else were we supposed to get talent? People, free agents aren't coming to Oklahoma City. Believe me, as a Cleveland fan and uh, local, I get it. You have to rely on the draft to, to get talent. You just have no choice. At the same time, that doesn't mean you stop trying to win now. That doesn't mean that once you've got several of your pieces in place, you don't, uh, right? Unleash them, let them play, let them win, let them grow, trade them to get, pe- trade, sorry, not trade them, trade to get pieces around them. I think we'll probably see more teams trying to do it I mean, it's easy to say now, right? Do it the Memphis way. Do it the Boston way. Like, you've got some veterans. And you've got some young talents you just want to unleash. You take some risks in the draft. You draft guys from Kentucky, and eventually it works. Um, so, but here's the big picture NBA thing. Like, the the Thunder have some young talent. They, they aren't just Chet Holmgren and a bunch of Joes. Like Shea Gilgis Alexander could be an all-star this year. Uh, Josh Giddy looks like a future all-star and just is fantastic to watch. Can do pretty much anything on a basketball court for a guy his size. And he's 18 years old. Lou Dort, they just signed to a big extension. Uh, shooting guard, great defender. He's a walking bucket. His energy is, is just fires up a team. Like, I love watching Lou Dort. They have some young players. I, you know, I can go on and on that are impressive or that have intriguing futures. Theo Maladon is one of those as a point guard who has like his, his per 30 minutes or whatever, like his stats for the time that he gets. They're decent. They're good enough that I've tucked away like my Theo Maladon silvers and my Theo Maladon red cracked ices. And I, maybe I still have a Theo autograph card. I do. Um, there are players like that. And then Alexei Pokazhevsky. And if we were just to look down here at uh, how this affects the, the Thunder, I think this affects them in three ways. Number one, you're going a whole nother season. You're wasting another year of Shea Gilgis Alexander's greatness already and his development in this team into a contender. You were, And they didn't choose this, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You at Oklahoma City. But that's where you're at now. Are you going to... Uh, make some trades, do something to fill this big gap now. Are there are there young bigs or or a good decent fill in big 
that they could guess or sorry they could get to make this year a worthy developmental year for the rest of the squad nobody's claiming that oklahoma city is a contender right now but they are saying look hey in a few years this team could be in uh phenomenal and uh yeah but for now they still have potential and you want to develop those guys you don't develop all those young names i mentioned and more you don't develop that trey man hello like you don't develop them by saying, well, Chet's injured. I guess we're going to tank again and try to get Victor Wembanyamadenabu. And by the way, they're not going to get him anyway because Orlando's still in the league. Like when Houston is young. Uh, my take here is they're going to have to do something. Their, their front court, it seems like if you look at their roster, Oklahoma City has a lot of guys under 6'7" that can do a lot of things, that can score, can run the offense, run the floor, defend. They've got some dudes, but they don't have a lot of big, big fellas. (laughs) And you're looking now at, uh, gosh, I don't even know if they think Alexei Pokazhevsky is going to get all of Chet's minutes. If he is, uh, he's he's a big gamble because it could pay off. He is very similar to Chet meaning uh, a big that can run the floor and pass and shoot and just needs playing time to develop. And now, I mean, if their roster stays as is, I think Poku is a starter. I think Poku is a very intriguing guess as a investment or a flip in the NBA. I think he's interesting. I'm not saying I'm spending, I'm not rushing out to buy Poku cards off of eBay. I'm just saying, hmm, I think, I think this is his, this is his moment. And the other guy who I, I'm going to be watching very closely with this is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Are his people, like, once they got Chet Holmgren, were they like, all right, finally, now we've got some talent in the front court. Now we've got five or six or seven young, talented players that can grow together with Shea Gilgis-Alexander as their, um, just really the lead. Like, he's the, he's the head. And now, he, yeah, he's going to have to carry more of the scoring load. But is he going to be frustrated? Is he going to be... I mean, how how long is Shea Gilgis-Alexander going to have to wait? And, you know, nobody's promising him next year that Chet will be back to what he was or what he could have been. Like, nobody knows. So it'll be interesting to see what they'll do with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, how he'll respond. And, you know, um, does this push the timeline down the road? Like, are they are they going to trade Shea Gilgis-Alexander? <laughs> Um, is he going to demand a trade? I, gosh, I don't know. He's, he just doesn't seem like he's old enough to be shipped out of town so they can build around the 18-year-olds. But that's what that's what kicking this this injury can down the road is is going to do to Shea and to the Thunder. So I, guys, I'm not I, I'm I'm sad for Chet. You know, not a big fan, but you don't want anybody to get hurt, and you don't want anybody to go through that if. If now we look at investing opportunities, I would say I've always been a long-term buy on Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Now I'm just like, okay, let's see how he reacts to this this next month and this next six months. Does he demand a trade? And if he does, would you blame him? No. But if he gets dealt in some package to Brooklyn, all of a sudden Shea Gilgis-Alexander is like, yeah, he's he's a force. Could Brooklyn put together the right kind of package to get Shea Gildas Alexander? Because let's let's just be real here. Um, 
Kyrie for Shea Gilgis ain't happening. Kyrie is not that good. He was that good when he was younger and more of a team player. Now he's older, more expensive, and the world has to revolve around Kyrie. Shea Gilgis Alexander has his whole life ahead of him. <laughs> and uh, and so they could demand something big. Uh, so I'm watching Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm watching Poku. I'm watching uh, in the in the wake of those two things. You know, you got to look at... Um, yeah, Lou Dort. Yeah, Josh Giddy. Yeah, that, that that supporting cast. But um, if something happens with Shea Gilgis Alexander, do they feel like, look, uh, Theo and Trey are ready for a lot more playing time. We could move Shea and get some picks and some talent and play for next year. It just doesn't seem right to hold his career hostage continually for let's wait till next year and next year and next year and next year. Like he's, he is a great talent. And um, so I'm sure he's, I'm sure they're all disappointed. Uh, Is it a buying opportunity for Chet Holmgren stuff? I, like what a year from now when his NBA prism silver like his rookies come out I don't even know when Panini is going to print what with these rookies on it I'm not buying Bowman University I'm not buying Chet Holmgren auto refractors from that set like I there there's enough guys who are healthy for this season that I'm I'm looking at so it's not that you might not wish you had bought stuff of his this year like Joe Burrow had that long injury that his cards were a bargain but uh you know, I'm not I'm not chasing Holmgren's at this moment, and I'm not recommending it either. Uh, this short episode is all of a sudden 15 minutes now, and in a moment I'll talk about Brooklyn and then sign off. But but yeah, bummer about OKC. Very curious what this does to SGA and to Poku. Uh, but I'm not saying bye. I'm just saying wow. Hmm. I'm watching. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Logo man, patch auto one of one, Luka Doncic. Boom! Hey, so a couple minutes here about Brooklyn and the trade not happening. Number one, I don't really buy it. I think KD and Kyrie are going to leave town soon enough. I think they just realized, Brooklyn and everybody realized this was not going to resolve anytime soon. Brooklyn didn't have any leverage. Nobody really wanted to pay this insane price for a guy who's just going to be frustrated in a year because that's his annual routine. Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving. So yeah, let's all just stay and pretend to get along and see, see what trades happen later. That's what it looks like to me, folks. But in the meantime, it does not help the value of one of my favorite young emerging scoring guards, Cameron Thomas, I thought, and I still do. I think he's got long-term just great upside as a scorer in the league. And uh, I like him. It's just not going to be his time to get a lot of uh, shots. So that's a bit frustrating. If you were investing in Cam Thomas, just got to wait a little longer. 
um, maybe a trade will happen tomorrow because some team like Phoenix or Memphis or whoever is going to be like, okay, fine, we'll deal. We'll give you. We'll give you what you want. You know, I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, they don't call to give me updates. You know, but but I do think you know for the teams that were looking at overpaying like Boston or Phoenix, whoever was in that mix. I mean, I guess it means to some of their players, look, your your and your card investments. I think when Devin Booker, let me let me t- say this for Devin Booker's card values, and for Devin Booker's career, they're so they were so close. And uh, you could say the same for Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. These guys were so close to a championship that if if you need Kevin Durant to get you over the top. And it's, it's funny, those two teams could be the favorites going into next year. You could say Boston has a chance again, and Phoenix has a chance again. And so maybe there was this, like, hope from Brooklyn's side that they could get these two into a bidding war. But they didn't get here by being stupid. Like, they're not going to give you Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant or in a package deal with a bunch of first-round picks. They're not, they're not stupid. Phoenix and Boston aren't stupid. They're not giving up Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson, and like their future in draft picks. That's not. No, 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 no. So all that does to me is say, hey, the guys from Brooklyn that I thought were going to play fine. I'm still not investing in Durant or Kyrie. I wasn't in the first place. I get that uh, if they go to certain teams, there could be a bump in their card values and you might want to flip their cards. That's fine. I think. Uh, the longer this drags on, and believe me, it's still dragging on. These guys, they must have bought into the Dennis Rodman, LeBron James playbook of, hey, just make, just do controversial stuff. Go play at some summer league game. Go tweet about your son one more time. Like, they just want to be in the in the in the highlights for clickbait. And um, I'm not saying I blame them. I'm just saying that's the reality. My card investments and my approach to the hobby are not along for the ride with that especially when there's changes in teams. Now, the other thing to react to, I can't believe I didn't even say this at the outset, was the trade where Taylor Horton Tucker goes to Utah and the Lakers get Patrick Beverly. That is interesting to me because it says the Lakers are going to contend this year. They are, and they're not done making moves. If you if you don't believe that GM LeBron is always working his magic, they are going to get more players before the beginning of the season some guys that maybe are just waiting for LeBron to pick up the phone and call them again and say, hey, I really need you here. You know, uh, I want you here. Here's what we're going to do about it. And uh, so Russ Westbrook's still a a trade chip of some sort. I don't know what, but uh, stuff's going to happen. And Patrick Beverly is uh, a dog, man. He's tough. I'm not buying his cards, but I am saying, look what that's doing for LeBron's possibility of contending yet again I think it helps so those are all my takes I'm fresh out of takes I like LeBron James as a buy right now I don't love any of the Brooklyn Nets I don't I love the stability that maybe not making a deal brings to Miami and guys like Jimmy and Bam and um, I'm I'm yeah I think I think Phoenix any of these teams that would have overpaid like Boston Phoenix Memphis whoever I think they would have eventually regretted it. And I don't know if adding Kevin Durant for that high a price, like you you add Kevin Durant, but you subtract Jalen Brown and five other pieces. I don't think so. 
you you add Kevin Durant, but you subtract Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and two or three other peach, pe- peaches. You're trading peaches. You got issues, dude. That's the end of my podcast when I start talking about that. <laughs>